Hello and welcome back to the Arc of E podcast. My name is Noah. My name is Gavin. And we're the Blanchard Brothers back with you for part two of our year-end wrap-up series. Here to talk about the best, well, excuse me, excuse me, excuse the hell out of me, our favorite television shows of 2023. Yes, indeed. So I <laughs> may have teased it on the music. If you listen to the music podcast, uh, if not, go back and listen to it. I uh, I feel like a lot of the things that I, I enjoyed, I feel like we talked a good bit about as they were happening throughout the year. For sure. It got me, it got me thinking. Especially in the first half of the year. Yeah. So were there 10 top 10 uh, recurring shows that they did not premiere or start this year. And I went back and looked and I actually have 14 shows that were brand new this year. And I have 10 shows that were a second and or third season, many of which were the last season, allegedly. Um, so I don't know how you want to do that. I just, for the sake of the fact that we haven't really spoken about them before, I'm kind of using the brand new this year as my kind of like, this is my top 10 list. Um, but I also, again, have a full other top 10 list of like things I really enjoyed, but they aren't necessarily, I mean, they're new because they're a new season of it, but they are not premiering their continuations of things that have happened in the past. Uh, but again, it's one of those, like I said, a lot of them ended and it was, you know, we talked about them throughout the year when we do like little catch ups here and there. So I don't know if you just want to go top 10, whatever your top 10 is. And then maybe back half, we can just kind of I can shout out those 10 that are like, hey, these came out this year. I enjoyed them. We talked about them. Um, you could just easily say again, like split it up, you know, back to back, you know, brand new and then continuing. I say, so, yeah, if you want to roll with the all new ones as your 10, just yeah. for the sake of variety. By all means, because I do feel like we'll probably have a lot of crossover for oh, sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, and like you said, a lot of these are probably going to be like, hey, we covered them a good bit. Uh, but yeah, so do you want to kick it off? Do you want me to kick it off? Well, I kicked off albums, so why don't you go ahead and kick off? Uh, so uh, this is true, uh, but taking into account that I think this particular show will probably rate much higher for you. I'm going to omit, but I still will go first, but I'm going to give you my number nine and I'll let you know when you hit my 10. Cause I know you will. Cause I know okay. my brother. All right. It'll come up. It'll definitely, definitely come up. Okay. okay. So my number nine favorite show of 2023 is hundred foot wave. This was season two. It's HBO documentary series, uh, one of the few doc series reality TV shows, like true reality TV shows that I watch. Mm -hmm. uh, I've We talked about it earlier in the year. Uh, it's about a bunch of surfers chasing a 100-foot wave. Uh, so as the seasons have gone on now, they're following like multiple stories. It's not just kind of centered around one dude, uh, but the huge ramp up in the in the second season is the visuals, the way they're actually able to like capture these guys riding the waves, drone technology, et cetera, uh, has taken like a huge leap forward. So uh, just just an amazing show on multiple levels, on just technical level of how they make it, but also just what they're actually capturing. And again, uh, it, it doesn't make me want to become a surfer or anything, but it is it, it kind of makes you understand it if you've ever kind of 
wondered like what why 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 would you go out there and be a deep you know a big wave surfer and risk your life like on a day-to-day basis what why why do you do that do, do they start robbing banks in this season or is that next season i mean there is a season three coming and okay. i don't know i don't i don't keep track of what happens to them in real life day to day i don't know if anybody has hit the the titular 100 foot wave but in the in the context of the show in the span of the show nobody's done it yet but a lot of people have come close but okay, a, lot so of, no, a lot of big waves no 100 foot waves and no bank robbing okay got it no but it it, it is good you would enjoy it it's all hmm. on uh on max can't even call it hbo max anymore but uh it is a true hbo proper show uh yeah it's my number nine all right 100 foot wave <laughs> Okay. So you're number 10, sir. My number I, 10. I tricked you. See, I tricked you. you you're kind of starting. It's kind of like yeah. you're starting. It's okay. I can yeah. get it. Uh, my number 10 is uh, Shrinking on Apple TV Plus with uh, Jason Siegel and Harrison Ford. I'm pretty sure you haven't seen this because you don't have Apple TV. I Yes, I go in and out on Apple TV. So, yes, I have not seen this one. Do you know the premise at all, or do you, do you want me to just break it down real quick? Well, I I think we we have a terrible habit of this, and it's something we should work on in the new year, a new year's resolution, if you will. Mm-hmm. I feel like we take for granted sometimes that uh, people have seen the thing that we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, especially in in this context. So I yeah, I feel like we should basically for all of these try and give like a a little synopsis at the top for people that may or may not have watched them and and where you can see them all that sort of thing so yes please tell me and the audience what is shrinking about so essentially jason siegel is a psychiatrist uh you know and he is grieving the loss of his his wife while also like raising his his own daughter and at first when i saw it as a preview, I thought Harrison Ford was like his dad, but it's not, he's not, which is a good thing. And like Harrison Ford is basically like his mentor slash boss that got him into this. And it's just this kind of like, what is trauma? What is grief? What is, and he essentially just starts saying like, why, why am I going through all these motions? Like, how does this make you feel to do that? He starts just by like this weird experiment of just like being extremely blunt and telling his patients like that's fucking stupid you shouldn't do that like this is what's wrong and you're only ever going to keep doing this and it, through better for better or worse it does kind of start to like have a positive effect on him and as the show moves forward uh, you see how he deals with grief with what's happened to basically him and his like his family and then family of friends and as it kind of um, moves out from there and it's all kind of tethered with the idea that he is helping this um, uh, young war veteran kind of like trying to get through his his issues with PTSD and court ordered like therapy and stuff like that because he does have you know semi-violent tendencies but uh, everybody in it's really really good it's one of those I wasn't sure you know just based I was like how is he going to be funny around this but it's it that's the comedy's there and when it needs to be like serious and the drama's there it that's there as well and i don't know it's just another one of them from apple that i was just like pleasantly surprised with so i i definitely think everybody should check it out if they want to turn on apple tv plus and binge a whole series we're 
<clears throat> they're just over there making all sorts of stuff. Yeah. With really big budgets and and movie stars and not telling anybody about it. Nope. There's hiding all these shows, bro. Dude, you I mean there's there's one I don't want to say because I don't know if you've like gotten into it, but it's kind of my biggest like, am I am I missing out? Do I need to do I need to jump on this train? But I, I is won't it, say is it out the loud. Shyamalan one? Oh no. I mean I've heard great things about servant just as being a super fun watch but no it's a it's a slightly newer show it's running right now what's it called i don't want to say it because it might be on your list um maybe it is i don't know i don't watch all the apple stuff well but we'll, you we'll see it. you can say it it's no fine. we'll see it's, it's a safe space no well here here's what we're gonna do you're gonna tell me you're number nine because for the sake of the audience and us not having this weird back and forth number thing, you need to say nine so that I can roll into my eight. Okay. So say your nine now. Say it. My number nine is um, the former governor of California's first television show, FUBAR, currently available on Netflix. I have not Arnold. seen it myself. Oh my God. Yeah. I figured you hadn't, but it's okay. I watched the doc. I yes, I did. Thoroughly the, enjoyed the the doc is what pushed me into like. Let me just try it, and I'm like, why? Why did I even have any doubts? I mean, the idea that the man has done all of these things except a television show, it's like, yeah, of course that's the last thing he has to do. You know, he's he's pretty much done everything else. All the you know weightlifting, bodybuilding titles, the movies, the political career, all that, and it's like, okay, yeah, and it's it's adorable. It's it's some of the funniest stuff I've seen in there. I'm really happy that um, coming off of the back of this, I had watched all of the last ship. I think I told you that. And yeah. one of the guy, one of the guys in there that kind of started in there, um, he just randomly popped up in it as like a, another kind of like part of his little team. But essentially, Arnold is a aging slash about to be retired um, CIA officer, and. You know, on his last mission before he's almost done, Shocker uh -oh, um, finds out his daughter's been working for the agency as well. And it's a like, oh, no, you lied to me, Dad. Well, you lied to me about this and just, you know. And, of course, it's, well, now you guys have to work together because you've both been chasing the same guy. And let's just see what happens. And it's, you know, light, light when it needs to be. And the, the humor is crazy, but it's one of those, it's almost on the same line of like Barry, where like when the action ramps up, it's like just, it's like, of course, it's it's Arnold, you know, but, and he's just, I don't know, him trying to deal with technology and like, just, it's, it's, it's fun. Uh, there's a whole bit with um, Jay Bear show is like, he's the Beyonce of his daughter, but he's like, is he, he's like a nerd. Like he's not going to be able to protect her. And maybe Arnold doesn't want her to, to marry him. And then like that all gets flipped around. It's, it's really good. I, you would enjoy it. I, it, it's, it's pretty fun. Everybody that I've talked to. Full disclosure. I misheard fiance as Beyonce. Yeah. And oh. I was very, very, oh, very confused. Yes. I was like, oh, so he's like a pop star figure. In the world of the show, he's like a male Beyonce, but it's oh, no, no. show. He's, 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 he's just, a, okay. yeah, he's Arnold's daughter's um, <clears throat> betrothed, as they say. My, my mistake. That's okay. Okay. Fubar on Netflix. Yes. Okay. 
I feel like my list is just falling apart if I like dance around you all day. My number eight is the fall of the House of Usher. Does it need to be on the table? It does need to be on the table, my friend. Well, that's where I'll place it. Uh, You want to go ahead and give me your number seven or should I give you mine? This will be my number eight. You haven't given me your eight yet. That's right. Yeah. Okay, let's do that. So what happens when you want to flip them around? Okay, my number eight is another Is everybody apple. following? Is this clear? Yeah. Do you get is all this? Is this very we'll, elegant? We'll speak it out one, one by one at the end of the show. Uh, my number eight. We didn't eight, do that on the last one. We ran out of time. Keep that yeah. in mind. Yeah, unless you guys want to pay for us to Zoom. That'd be great. Uh, my, my number eight is an Apple TV Plus show called Extrapolations. I, I did hear a bit about this, but again, for the listeners, let's let's do it. So it basically is a show that looks at what the effects of climate change would be on Earth, starting from I don't know if it starts in our year of like 2023 or 24, but it goes it, it spans out uh, something like 50, 60 years into the future. And you look at, um, you know, that just some of the visuals that it, it looks at, like, you know, uh, the rising ocean. So you have like an episode that takes place in Miami where there's like, a, a, you know, people are going to church or going to a synagogue and like there's just water casually like semi flooding. And, you know, uh, there's um, one about looking at the extinction of like animals due to the, the ocean temperature rising and how there's one researcher trying to find the last great white whale or blue, big blue whale, whatever one it is. And what that means um, got a lot of A-listers in it. I, I don't have them in front of me, but like really, really, really good talent. Um, and it, they all, they're not like, it's not like a crash. They're all interconnected thing, but you see people in one episode that like it focuses on them and you'll hear about them and maybe you'll see them later on down the line and how they all kind of interconnect to this thing. Um, Cause you have Kit Harrington who is the, uh, he's like a Steve Jobs slash Elon Musk, like, completely has the technology to like do whatever needs to be done. But then it asks the question of like, you know, what, what are we doing by like, you know, allowing maybe certain people who have this ability to like, Oh, they could make this thing that will help us with climate change. But now we're putting all of our like faith and our money in their pocket to like, like there's a whole bit in one of these episodes where it's like, you have to like, you have to pay to have, like certain amounts of things to like be able to have minutes or something on your phone or breathable air and stuff like that. It's, it's really neat. Look at like what the future would be. And there's another crazy one where it's essentially like, you can't even move around outside, like in the, in the sunlight, you basically, you have to wait. It's just so bad that like, you know, you would, you would literally fry and, and burn and like not burn, but like you, you just, your body would get so hot that you're eventually just going to kind of have like a seizure and, and, and stroke out and be done. Um, okay. And then there's a bit, there's there, force Whitaker comes in later on. Uh, you, know, I mean, you don't have to okay. really good. We're, I, I would we're recommend walking it. a weird line between explaining the show and, and, yeah. and spoiling the show. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say, I, ju- I I looked it up. I had no awareness of it. I mean, I heard the name. Uh, but Scott Z. Burns is the main creative force behind it. He's written a lot of the more recent Soderberghs. But hmm. uh, most importantly, I guess, for, for this type of show, uh, Contagion. So, like, actually looking at, like, you know, 
at that point when he wrote it looking at like well what if a disease happened like this but like playing it very grounded like real world not mm -hmm. you know so that makes sense uh but yeah i guess that's what he was doing and that's why he wasn't involved with the uh the recent soderbergh stuff so right okay uh all righty my number seven mm -hmm. is the last of us season one which was on hbo uh, it kind of actually tape no because it's it's okay. my number seven so we can just okay well that works out well uh i feel like we i mean we covered the last couple episodes i think we kind of mm -hmm. touched on it when it started and I, I know we definitely discussed the finale uh once again maybe not rated quite as highly for me as it will be for some other people on your end list simply because mm -hmm. I have my experience with that story. I think they're doing it as much justice as they possibly can. Uh, very excited for season two. Uh, this is one the rare case where I feel like we don't need to stop and explain what The Last of Us is. It had a huge, like, made the cultural impact. It had the crossover appeal. It's reinvigorated interest in the games. They Our just dad released... watched this show. Exactly. That I mean, that's all you need to say. Exactly. Chris Blanchard watched this show. I mean, you're winning. You You won the year as far as I'm concerned. He didn't even watch the Lakers it. show, but he watched The Last of Us. So there yeah. you go. Well, you know, what are you going to do? And he liked it. That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, that's the other he thing. He was actually like mad when it was over that there wasn't more of it. So, uh, but they will be back. And I guess we're looking at probably 2025 at this point. Yeah, last uh, thing I said, so it was pushed yeah. back to that. I was reading an article about yeah, something. Because I think production, production will start in like January or something of next year. So yeah, I wouldn't expect it any sooner than that, unless they like crank out the post production and get it out, or they do some like split season thing. We don't know what they're doing with season two because there's all sorts of ways they could go. We discussed a little bit of that on our earlier episodes. You can go back to those if you would like. Uh, okay. So that was our collective number seven, which moves us on to your number six. My number six is uh, Justified City Primeval. Uh, excellent choice, my friend. Justified City Primeval uh, was right there rounding out my top 20. Okay. Uh, I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, yeah. Another one that we discussed a bit of. Yeah. Uh, but to remind the listeners, this was the revival of uh, Justified, the uh, the FX series that had been dormant for uh, almost, mm. when did they wrap up? Mid-20, uh, probably like seven, seven eight years, plus, somewhere, somewhere not 10, there. I know it wasn't a full 10, uh, it was close to it. But yeah, uh, brought it back again, I decided to adapt an Elmore Leonard novel that Raylan, uh, the Timothy Oliphant character is not a part of, but basically transplants the uh, you know U.S. Marshal Raylan Givens to uh, to Detroit from his uh, home, not hometown, but uh, current post in Miami, where we left him at the end of Justified Proper. Uh, he has a daughter now, and uh, he is on a collision course with Mr. Clement Manzel. Very uh, interesting sociopath played by. One of our boys, Mr. Boyd Holbrook. Boyd Holbrook. Yep. We're some Boyd boys over here. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely some Boyd boys. And, and some old fantastic boys, of course. Indeed. Uh, and then uh, we also got the uh, 
the lovely addition of uh, Anjanou Ellis this season as uh was she the DA? Well, no, she was just yeah, she was she was the prosecutor. She won. She wasn't the a DA, DA, but yeah, she was, she was on, trying to get on there. The come up that exactly. Yeah. And oh my god, Bondi Curtis Hall, uh as Sweetie, just some great supporting performances. Uh a great experience all around. That again, if you didn't listen to us spoil it, we won't do it here. But uh it was already like so fun to bring it back. But then they just they had a little chef's kiss to give you right at the end of the series. Looking, sticking and the landing. We'll just say we hope it's not the uh the last we hear from old Raylan Givens. Uh but yeah, Justified City Primeval and a fantastic choice, brother. Thank you, uh, sir. My number six, don't know if you have watched this one, don't know if we've discussed it at all. Poker face on Peacock. Uh negative ghost rider. Okay, uh, for the listeners and the uninitiated, because uh, I know Peacock may be pretty low on the current uh, streaming totem pole there, uh, understandably so. Uh, but yeah, this is the series uh, co-created by Mr. Ryan Johnson of, uh, I guess for most people, Knives Out and uh, Glass Onion fame, and uh for some infamy last jedi and uh you know for people who were there from the get-go brick and brothers bloom mm-hmm. uh, and looper of course <clears throat> looper. Which, which we've covered on a two by two retro review which you can check out in this feed as well you should do that maybe if you like that movie uh yeah so stars natasha leone as a uh, a human lie detector essentially like the one premise you have to buy into but yeah she can just she just knows dude she just knows when people are lying uh and through some misadventure in the pilot which i will not get into uh she's on the run and uh basically she's going cross country just trying to avoid uh being found out so she's living kind of off the grid so she's taking on uh like cash only sort of jobs so she gets into some interesting predicaments but basically every week, if you will, uh, there's a murder and she helps solve it because she's a human lie detector. And that's the hook. Huh. Get okay. a lot of great guest stars and uh, just some absolutely brilliant and genius writing. Uh, Ryan Johnson directs three out of the ten. A lot of great guest directors as well. Uh, and the writing's just super strong across the board. Uh, Natasha Leone killing it as ever. And uh, yeah, it's a really good time. I won't spoil the guest stars for you because it's just, it's a blast. Some of them are uh, like super meta. Some, I just a really good time and a true, like, it's, it's just a TV show, dude. Like it, mm-hmm. it was so refreshing to get back to a, every episode has a beginning, middle and end. Like you could, you could jump in and just watch one and enjoy it. If you're along for the overall ride, there's this narrative getting built up. And of course, it rounds into like, you know, the last two or three episodes. Like, it's still case of the week sort of thing, but you're mm-hmm. also building towards a an actual climax. Like, it's all really well done. And like, just when you kind of learn the formula, it starts subverting it. And the way it plays with that, just like that core conceit of... Her being able to tell when somebody's lying, but then the performance aspect of like, but is she going to give it away? How is she going to use that information? Like, Mm. how can that be used? 
Um, it's been renewed for a second season, and I think it's the premise has legs, so to speak. Uh, I can't wait to see what they do with it. And obviously, again, first season alone attracted a shit ton of guest stars. I think it's inarguably probably the best thing on Peacock. There's some other uh, great things I've watched, actually, but uh, I think that's kind of the the series to check out on there uh, for sure. So yeah, number six, Poker Face Season 1. Okay. Uh, we're back to your number... Five. Five, yes, okay. My number five Entering is... Entering the top five. Yeah. In record time. Let's do it. Yeah. My number five is uh, an Apple TV series called The Changeling, based off a book. Okay. I am sorry. Please tell everybody about it. I'm so happy to hear it this high on the list. I haven't finished it yet. I kind of put it down and I've been waiting for a kick in the ass to get back to it. Now give me that kick in the ass. Um, our boy, the key Stanfield. Um, one of the he, best actors in the game yeah, right now. Yes. Um, he and his um, new wife, they get together meet cute get together they have a baby and after the child comes along the wife starts to experience some stuff that may or may not be real we don't know what's going on and i can't spoil anything i don't want to spoil anything but um there's some magical realism there's a lot of magical realism a lot of literary references yeah all baked in there uh we talked about it a while ago your your guy you like from the 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 music group the islands people he shows up later on Uh, in it sam Uh, herring the lead singer of future islands is acting in this which was my main attraction beyond the fact that keith stanfield was in it and Um, i I told you then he is and i really really good in the two episodes i had watched i didn't get to him yet and I got sidetracked with other things, and I have not been back to it. I have some, uh, I have some TV regrets this year, and that is, uh, that is one of them now. Yeah, uh, maybe my biggest one. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just what it, you know, again, that there, it all does tie into it, like a children's book. Um, I th- what is her name? Jane Kesmerick. She was Malcolm's mom, Malcolm in the Middle. And I think you know, she's married to Bradley Whipper. She it. shows up. Um, in it okay, it's, just, I mean, don't, it's like a fantasy thing it's really uh, good i don't it, know if, i know did, it's based on the book you but did i don't know how you did your i don't know how faithful it is to that book but i i and as far as i know uh don't know what the what the um strike did to it but i would assume that they will be coming back for another season all right a lot so definitely check a lot it out. of love a lot of love for apple oh, yeah. so really far. good very uh very mm-hmm. interesting very interesting well see i do the three like i have the music tv and all that all rolled into one thing every month so that's like it's just easier for me to just do that bundle it works all right uh my number five never i don't think i've ever done this before this is a first for year end list this is a show that's not done yet uh it's only five episodes deep but when I sit and think about just those five episodes, I'm like, they belong above everything else I put on my list. They just do. Uh, it's The Curse, uh, the latest project from Nathan Fielder. Uh, it's a collaboration with Mr. Benny Safty. Uh, they both act in it, along with the incomparable Emma Stone. And it is unlike anything on television or anything else you've seen this year. 
Uh, ostensibly, it is about a couple making an HGTV type show, but uh, that's like the tip of the iceberg. It is uh, one of the strangest pilots you'll ever see. And I mean, you know, I, I love weird shit. And I so I was I was right there with it. But uh, I feel like it's, you know, it's a total dice roll for most people. Mm. Uh, the entire marketing side of this as well, because it's like the, the actor strike basically ended like right before this dropped. And uh, it's on Showtime via Paramount Plus, to be clear. And the way they've been promoting it, it is like this whole like bit within bits dude i mean it's uh it's something to to behold uh quite incredible i know you said you hadn't started it yet i watched Uh, like the first two you watched the first two yeah you have to text me when you see five because i want to spoil it so bad but you're gonna have a mulaney moment that's all i'm gonna say oh you'll know what i mean when you see it okay you you better text me brother oh i will Towards the very end of episode five, you're going to ask yourself a very important question. No, Jesus. Okay. Do you know what you're going to ask? I have no idea. Can I go home now? No, brother. What you're going to ask? Is that that Dean? Dean? Oh, no, my God. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. You have no, you have no idea the context though. That's just, that's all I'm going to say. Okay. All right. Just you're gonna ask yourself that question. I don't necessarily mean that he's in it. Just you're gonna ask yourself that question. Okay. Okay. (laughs) All right. The curse, my number five. Again, unfinished, but it belongs up here. Trust me. Take a chance on it. It's not for everybody, but I'm loving every second of it so far. All right. You're number four. My number four is a Peacock original that just got announced for a second season, but the first season of another video game, Twisted Metal, starring Anthony Mackie. Okay. Okay. Um, another one I'm surprised to see so high, but no, I, oh, no judgment here. Okay. I didn't. Well, see, here's the thing. We all had that baked in, like, played The Last of Us. I remember playing some Twisted Metal games. Same. But if you... If you would ask me what the overall story was, there really isn't one. It's just this guy, Calypso, has a tournament, people battle, and then if you win, you get to make a wish, right? So in doing that, really, they figured out that, you know, we really just need to put the crazy clown Sweet Tooth. We need to put him in here and because that's the game's mascot, and we can pretty much make up whatever we want with the rest of this thing. And right. as long as we like sell it and we stick to it and we just kind of make it as batshit crazy as we can think and we put the comedy in there where we think it needs to be, it'll be good. And again, I have no like I have no ties to the video game. So the idea that like this is what I'm being sent, I don't know it's if the, it's like it's just how crazy the world is. I was going to say, I, ha- I haven't watched it personally, but mm-hmm. from the trailers I saw, I was like yes that's exactly what i kind of want from a property like that where it's just like yeah take something that you can kind of just run wild with run wild with the spirit of it 
but it's not tied to some like lore where you're like, I got to satisfy all the fans and like mm-hmm. all of this stuff that a lot of those other shows I feel like run into. But I mean, yeah. and you got Nev Campbell in there for a little bit. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church is like this crazy okay. sheriff. Okay. Um, I think Will Arnett does the voice. Of Sweet He's Sweet Tooth. Tooth. I do yeah. know that. Yes. And of course, Anthony Maggie just, you know, I, you know, he's the self-deprecating humor. He does the backstory. They tie into him as this, I mean, literally his name is John Doe. He just didn't, I'll leave it at that. And just the world they created of like, there was some, you know, basically the internet went out, the world fell apart. And now we live like we live. And some people live behind these giant cities where there's, there's safety and there's walls. And some people are out there on the open road, taking stuff back and forth to these places. And, you know, I, uh, I was th- at the game awards the other night he handed out an award but he did thank everybody and said because of the viewers and because of that peacock had basically come to them and said if you guys want to do a season two go for it so i'm i'm right. definitely the way they ended i'm definitely ready to see where they're going to go from that and see how that how all the all the world building how that plays off in, in another season okay and bex watched it all before i did that's a crazy thing and she liked it so so you have three left, correct? Um, yes, I do. Okay. Here's what I'm going to tell you, because uh-huh. we're about to run out of time on this recording. My top four all okay. recurring series, and I think okay. all series that rank pretty highly for you, and also four series that I think we have discussed at length this year. Yeah, so so what I want to do... What I want to do is tell you all of them right now. Tell the listeners. Okay. And then we're going to take a break and we're going to come back. We're going to do your top three all in one go. Okay. Then we'll follow up with your repeat watches. We'll do some honorable mentions and we'll just wrap about TV in general. Okay. And uh, we'll we'll close this out. And are you, are you going to give me your top, your number 10 or do you think your number 10 is in my top three? I think it, I think it could be. Maybe you dropped one. It would be it would be in what you're going to give me because it's a new show. Okay, we'll uh, see. But again, these four are recurring. We got three HBOs and an FX. Say it with okay. me now. Number four, The Righteous Gemstones, season three. Yes. Number three, Barry, season four. Yes. Number two, Succession. Season four, number one, The Bear, season Season two. two. It's very simple. Again, I knew we were going to have a lot of crossover. We've talked Mm -hmm. all of those shows to death. We'll we'll definitely shout them out in the back half of this episode. But I was just like, I mean, it's going to get really boring at the end. I knew it was going to happen. I was like, our top, our top four are probably going to be fucking identical. That's I. So I'm very glad you brought the. I'm doing all new ones to the table because this would have gotten way yeah. staler way quicker. Uh, but yeah, I assume that would pretty much crush your your list as well on on that side of things. I mean, I already have but, that. Uh, that there are all those are in that list and they're numbered, and we get to them whenever we come back. And I and I have one on the table, and I have another one on the table, both of which I'm sure are in the top three. And I'm so curious to find out if that's true. So okay. uh, we're going to take a little break. We'll need about 10 minutes to reset, and then we will close out our TV rankings for the year. 
see you in the future. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. transition back into our list i just wanted to take a second and do a little shout out to uh, a late great uh fallen tv uh great i already said great too many times sorry mr andre brower uh of homicide life on the street fame of course for you and i he'll always be uh you mean johnny is talking to frank on the radio in the future the line is frank says he's talking to johnny on the in the future on the radio okay well i haven't seen frequency in a little bit but you you haven't seen dad's favorite early 2000 science fiction thriller one of of the first blu-ray or blu-rays excuse me one of the first dvds we ever purchased yes Uh, yes uh no haven't watched it in a while but uh, yeah, Andre Brower, uh, great actor. I just thought while we were doing TV stuff, I should shout it out yeah, that, a couple like, days ago from, yeah. from when we're recording this. I think we found out about it like yesterday. Yeah. It happened a few days ago. Yeah. Uh, anyways, very sad. Uh, kind of a bummer. Did you ever catch that? Uh, he did a, it, I think it only ran for one season, but it was on FX, uh, Thief. It was called Thief. Um no, I don't. Am I crazy that it was called Thief? Yeah, it's either Thief or Thieves, one of the two. I know what you're talking about, though. Yeah, but it was. uh, I've still never seen an episode of Brooklyn Nine Nine. I mean, Hulu says I have, but it's because I. I'm sitting here. Yeah, of course. That's that's what he's been on for like forever now. Uh, Oh yeah, is that show still running? I mean, I don't. I don't know. I've never seen an episode. Again, Hulu will tell you differently, but when you fall asleep, I guess it just picks the thing that's like, you know, whatever's going to be like, oh, this is this is what you like. So I've woken up plenty of times after watching something that's like in the middle of an episode. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. This doesn't seem funny to me at all, but I'm sure it's great. I've just I haven't. haven't I'm sure you just got to put in the time with the characters like any of those any of those sort of comedies. Um, Anyways. okay, I just wanted to say that from the top. Now, uh, right before the break, I uh, I ran through my top top four. We're now going to transition over to your. This is your top ten. Uh, would you say definitive recurring? top ten? But this like is brand your, new. This is your re- no, but this is your recurring series that we're about to transition to. After I do my oh, my excuse top me, three. we got to do your top three. Uh, we got to finish this up. How okay. terrible of an episode would that be if I was like, yeah, let's roll with it. I just never <laughs> gave you my top three. And you go back okay. and list, you're like, wait, what? No. All right. We cannot get sidetracked and not finish this one. Okay. All so right. number three. Beef. Which was my number 10, which is oh, why I didn't okay. say it. All right. Great okay. show. Great show. Yeah. Um. Just, just watch it. You'll see why. 
like we're doing the thing where we'd say what it's about. I feel like this one, this one definitely hit big, but like lay it out for people. Um, Stephen Yoon, Ali Stephen Wong. Yoon basically and Ali Wong basically they they cut each other off in traffic, and then it's just this ridiculous onslaught of just like I don't I don't know. It's like all it's, Asian cast. It's, it's an escalation of like. Uh, of just, wrongdoing where it's like right. one person feels like they got wronged and perspective shift the person on the other side of that is like no fuck this person and it is yeah the escalation of that and it's one of those shows that yes ends up becoming about a lot more than you initially uh think it's even possible for it to be about and while my only real criticism at all is that there were times where i felt like it you know that wasn't outstaying its welcome, but it dragged a bit or it was a little lengthier in parts than I thought that it maybe necessarily needed to be. All that being said, it rounds into an ending that was so satisfying and kind of like went up, went to a place that I didn't expect that it kind of made all of those, you know, complaints completely like null right. and void. So, uh, yeah. Great, great show. Uh, one of the best from Netflix in a long while. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen Stephen Yun continues to uh, be one of my favorite actors of his generation. Uh, and Ali Wong was a huge, uh, you know, I won't say dis- discovery, but just like she, she kind of knocked me out. I was very yeah. surprised. She seems like one of those that like everybody knows has been there, and that it just kind of took this for people to be like, oh, well. Yeah, but it's like no, no. She's been here. You just, you just didn't know. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Beef on Netflix. Great pick. My number ten and your number three. My number two with the Netflix show had to be Table: The Fall of the House of Usher, or in my notes, it is listed as that Mike Flanagan joint. Yeah, I don't have my list in front of me. I think that was my number seven. Probably I'm not mistaken. Yeah, that's what we tabled. Yeah. Uh, we talked about it a good bit on mm-hmm. our very last October episode. Yes, indeed. But uh, yeah, I guess just to talk about it more roundly, uh, obviously people know you love this, Edgar Allan Poe. Yeah, do you um, love television shows on Netflix? Yeah, do you I, like I, Bruce again, Greenwood? I, this is one of those I don't. This feel, show. I don't feel like we need to sell. What I was going to say is, in lieu of that, I will ask you. If you got to rank him right now, given that he is done with Netflix, what are your rankings of the Flanagan shows? Uh, Midnight Mass, this, and that's then... number That's number one, okay. Midnight Mass, number one. Fall of the House of Usher's number two. And uh, I guess you do Hill House, then Bly Manor. And Midnight Club at the ranking. I haven't watched Midnight Club, so I don't know. Okay. But, yeah. All right. Maybe Midnight Club is a secret gem, and I'll I'll change my mind. Later. I think right we're now, no. I think Midnight we're Mass I think we're best. I think we're pretty much in lockstep. I think yeah. Fall of the House of Usher slightly edges out Hill House for me, which I know some people will say is sacrilege, but uh, whatever. Uh, but yeah, great great success. Had a great mm-hmm. time with it. Uh, Can't wait to see what he does next. One of the best horror series in recent memory. Uh, he's got the Stephen King adaptation, which I think is a feature. I I'm pretty sure. Uh, and then he is doing something, whatever he does in the future will be for Amazon. That's his new exclusive deal. So I assume they're producing whatever this movie is. I don't know if it'll go to theatrical run or not. If they're smart, they will, uh, but we'll see what happens. So, uh, all right. 
here we go. Number one. My number one is an Apple TV show called Silo. All righty then. Um, basically, in an undetermined amount of time in the future, humanity has been basically, as we know it, un- like pushed underground into this giant uh, vault missile silo and there's different levels um different hierarchies and the one rule is you if you ask to go outside you you were granted that and you have to go outside but we don't really know what's out there why it's out there what happened we're left in the dark for 90 percent of the show it is based off of several book series i I believe this Never is Graham, Graham Yost working Yost, on it, yes. who is, mm-hmm. is the justified guy. Right. Um, it stars the, uh, we, you know. Rebecca Ferguson. Uh, right. But I was I was thinking of her name. Ilsa Faust. Me. Ilsa Faust, yes. It stars the late, great Ilsa Faust. Unfortunately. Spoilers for Dead Reckoning. Right. Yes. Which makes me wonder, like, was was that done for her to I'm still do not, but I'm not sure. I'm still not convinced she's dead. Oh, yeah. Just saying. You know. Bring her back. Just bring yeah. her back. No big deal. Uh, okay, yeah, I know. I remember talking to you around the time you were either starting this one or like getting close to finishing it. Uh, didn't, didn't know it was going to hit this high, but I mean, it's that's just, awesome. It's just, I mean, it's one of those like there is so Amazon is making a Fallout television show, and which this, as this a as even a mild that. fan of those games, that trailer looks pretty dope. I'm mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty interested. Oh no, they did it all, but like this to me, even though in those games and whatnot you are living in an actual vault, and you you've gone on there, the the ambiguity of like why are we here. What are we doing? But then right. to watch the hierarchy in it, that's what appealed to me. And just the idea that like we don't we don't have cars, so we're just walking up and down these stairs, man. <laughs> it's like a it's weirdly like a Zion in the Matrix kind of thing. You know what I mean? Right. But I mean Tim Robbins is killing it in there. Um, I don't I don't think Commons should be an actor, but like he's a great <laughs> actor in everything. I look at him and stuff, I'm like, what are you doing here? And then he's like Oh well, that's why he's here because he's just so fucking good, you know. I, I don't pro- know why. That's probably it's the quote of the episode you know? so far. Yeah, I'm gonna definitely just, just and then clip that out, send it to him, see yeah. what see what he thinks. Uh, it's, a, it's a compliment of everything. Everything <laughs> smoking aces, everything he's shown up in. It's like, what are you dude, doing here, Connor? John Wick Chapter Two. Yes, that's all I'm gonna what say. You, what are you that's doing all here, I'm gonna say. And he just he's just great. Yeah. Um, and just you know it's. It's there's the mystery of it all, the dystopian but not dystopian. All of it, it just I don't know. It, it, so, it hit right or right at the right time for me to just be like, yeah, this is probably the best thing I've seen. What what I'm hearing right basically is like, you know, as as per usual, HBO holding strong is like they got the belt. They got they got the best mm. shit for the most part. But what right. I'm hearing, what I'm hearing. Is that Apple is secretly over here and they're like, we got some good shit, man. We're not just the Ted Lasso channel. Like uh-huh. we got some stuff over here. And so that's my that's my big takeaway, I would say, from this episode is 
maybe I need to, maybe I need to take a bite, <laughs> take a you, bite, man. You should. got to take you, a bite out of that apple. Do you hear about hijack? A perfect example. I, yeah. there's a, I lot, there's a lot it. of shows I'm aware of, and I'm going to say it now because I assume it's not going to be on your ongoing list because you've literally never said a word about it, but apparently slow horses is like the shit. The Dude, Gary I haven't started it. There's just, there's, I'm started. I see it. I'm it's like, on it. It's on its third series yeah. right now. I can't wait um, to dive into it. And uh, the way that they talk about it on The Watch, one of my favorite television podcasts, uh, they're like, it's just phenomenal. And I'm like, I feel like I'm missing out. I feel like you, I'm being yeah. left out of the party. They just rave about it like every week. And I have to stop listening to this episode because I'm just like, I haven't seen this. I I, I don't know. Have you uh, heard anybody talk about Invasion? Uh, no. Invasion is my number 10 on my like my recurring ones. Literally, it did, the second season just ended. But it's literally a show that I don't think you can i can't find one maybe one or two people have been in something else but it, to me it's almost relative unknowns but it's literally like a multi-continental multi-racial like everybody just where was everybody when these things showed up how did it happen what are they here for and what can we do about it alien invasion show and it's just there and i was like okay i'll try it because it is one of those it's not a. It's nothing against the subtitles, but we've said it. If it's after ten o'clock, it's kind of hard to read subtitles. You don't want to be like mm -hmm. sitting right up on your screen, or whatever. And I was blown away by the first season, and that was. But I. But I didn't have time to put it on another list. And so when this one came out, I was like, let me let me check it out. And it's just it's elevated from where it was, and it's I don't hear anybody talking about it, and that's fine because it's just like this little gym over there that I'm like I like this. It's not. It's not like world ending it's not like setting the tone or being like the best the best and that's fine because if you want something that's amazing you got monarch legacy of monsters okay you get, you get kurt russell and wyatt russell playing that's, the same character that's throughout still generations. Current, currently it's running, still current right? yes okay but it's so and it ties so in all this godzilla can, and king continue Kong though like, take take me through your your recurring shows yeah okay so that was that number was, 10 invasion was number 10 number nine for better or for worse, I'm just happy that we got it. We don't have to litigate it. Was the new episodes, the new seasons of Black Mirror? I liked all the stuff we got. Yes, they may not be as good as the others, but I'm just happy we got it because I didn't think we were getting any more. Because and, of the and yes, we don't we don't have thing. to litigate it, but yeah. it is my lowest ranked show. Um, I do I I I I do just have to stop and like. Do we need to say a prayer for Mauricio Jackson? Like, what happened? Oh, he's he's number eleven. I thought I thought for sure he was going to be sitting there at the number one spot, just waiting to like. It's brand new, dude. It's brand new, and I and it's one and done. I can't. I mean, look. <laughs> I know it wasn't on the brand new list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that's what I'm saying is it di it didn't come up. And I just wanted to make sure that, like, he's doing okay. Yeah, he's number 11. I'm a burger is <laughs> number 12. Um, Full Circle is number 13. Well, I hey, I have my ex I have my extended list, bud. Yeah. But we're, we're talking about your recurrings right now is what we're doing. <coughs> okay, so my recurrings, um, what are we at, number eight now? Yes. My number eight in the recurrings was um, Dark Winds Season 2. 
uh, a show that you and mom have both spoken very highly of that I have yet yes. to get to stars Zane McLaren. Yes. And that is a supernatural, oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, supernatural detective show. Is that, is that what I get from that? Vaguely. Yeah. Okay. Supernatural in this sense that like the natives believe in spirits and like, you know, magic and like bad, good medicine, bad or medicine rather sort of thing. through a certain lens, just, uh, just a show, uh, just yes. a detective show that happens to, uh, Mm-hmm. you know involve spirits okay yeah mm-hmm. uh all right dark winds uh that is amc plus is that correct yep oh, amc plus i think they may have another a third season coming but i'm not sure when again amc plus um, a secret you know a secret nominee for the stealth best uh streaming service and as much as it comes bundled with shut we've shouted it out so many times this is oh, not yeah. an ad but you know we just we give out free ads what are you gonna do but they have Shutter, they have IFC and Sundance built in, mm-hmm. and then they have a lot of like AMC original programming, and then a really good selection of new indie movies hit on there. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, and stuff they'll just buy from the BBC and just play it because yes, yeah, so you also play. you also get all of that stuff, all the stuff coming from Sky and the BBC usually mm-hmm. makes its way over to AMC Plus at some point. Uh, yeah, so just huge, huge shout out to them as far as we're ranking the the streamers as we go. Uh, all right, continue, sir. So this is going to be my number seven. Yes. Okay. My, yeah, my number seven. Well, I had Black Invasion was ten. Black Mirror was nine. Dark Winds was number eight. Yeah. So, so my seven. my number seven is. Dave season three. Uh it's on my long list. Yeah. Uh, I don't have it in front of me. My phone's charging. Yeah, go ahead. It's, I mean, your, it's I more just, it's more your it's, show than it is mine. It's uh I mean, yeah, it's it's one of those where the journey we go on with the love tour and just what everybody's doing. There's a couple of episodes in there where like you're like you want certain characters to say or do certain things to people and they won't. He's being erotic the entire time. And he talks about like not wanting it, but like he does want to be famous. He does want to be an in crowd, but even if he tries not to be. So this, this was a a make or break season for me in a lot of ways. Um, I went from basically on the verge of like, dude, I don't need like, I don't even know if I'm enjoying this anymore to uh fully coming around in the last two episodes basically but for my money like they really really push the boundaries in terms of like he yes he's always neurotic yes Mm -hmm. i'm always kind of of the mind of like i don't watch this show for him i watch this show for all of the peripheral characters and then inevitably i'm like okay i gotta kind of admit to myself like I am invested in whatever's going on with him, even as unlikable and like upsetting as he can be on a moment to moment basis. Mm-hmm. But this season really stretched, like really stretched that. And then, but when it rounds into him, like watching the footage that she's assembled and like seeing it from a different perspective, um, it kind of all, cl- I think that's maybe that's episode eight. So maybe it's the last three, but uh, it was kind of like, 
I don't know if this was all worth it. Like, I don't know if I could stomach all of this shit again, like from a rewatchability standpoint, Mm -hmm. but it was worth it to get to this moment. And it was the show at least acknowledging that like, oh, okay, you do like, you do get that. Like, this is incredibly grating. Like, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, maybe went a little too hard in making its point. But uh, and then you get the the great cameo episode. I won't. We shouldn't spoil it for people if they haven't watched it. But you yeah. know, uh, Dave season. Fuck it. It's season three. If you haven't watched the show, you're probably not going to at this point. And you definitely watched it earlier this year already. The Brad Pitt episode yeah. was incredible. Uh, Perfect. That whole like, again, you know, it, it. Yeah. They totally redeemed themselves by the end of the season, and it it mm-hmm. reminded me why I liked it. And uh, yeah, I I I'm re- I'll be right there for season Did, four. I what just, can I what, say? Does Gator come in? It's like, oh, what up, Fight Club? Does he say something? To that, that I effect? guess was that that was another. Uh, yeah, He's watching the something that's coming. Watching out. the more like downside of the escalating fame uh, of Gator was pretty upsetting overall and just not mm-hmm. a fun side of him in general i think that was also a little bit of my turn off overall with the season but again i do applaud the show for not just like resting on its laurels and kind of like oh yeah we're just gonna hit the same vibes and the, the same beats like over and over again you know it definitely was doing something different so i applaud it for that okay continue okay so my number six uh recurring is um succession season three okay a little lower but uh yeah. also a newer show for you again mm-hmm. i applaud you for putting in the effort late in the game to get caught up for that uh mm-hmm. feels like it was a million years ago at this point right gotta be that's, honest that's with solely you. A, why. Lot, a lot of these shows a lot of these shows but it's like they kind of sat in stone and it's like whenever i think back on them i'm like they're still up there for me it's why it just they were kind of immovable at a certain point mm-hmm. uh but yeah i mean we we did multiple episodes on it uh great great finale to one of the best dramas in recent memory uh just just great all around interested to see at this point how it uh how it ends up in award season uh, particularly yeah. the acting categories, just because uh, they're all going up against each other. It's Brian Cox versus Jeremy Strong versus Kieran Culkin. You know, they're probably all going to be nominated. Well, although they like, just gave it to Brian just, Cox, and he's not even in there for like half the season. I mean, <laughs> that that would be the true the, joke of it all if he wins for the final season. But oh yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really as a makeup for, in me too. I'm really rooting for Kieran. Well, let's oh, yeah, be honest, be, that would but. Be uh, great. But we'll see what happens. And then, uh, yeah. So, okay, that was your number six. So five is? Uh, the third and hopefully not final, but uh, probably is going to be the third season of Ted Lasso. Um, it'll probably rack up. I think Emmys. from every again, from everything I've heard from an outside perspective, it's it's done. But yeah. And I like it. So people have mentioned the idea of like, well, what if you came back? Because I mean, I think the show could stand on its own. It could do the Christmas special thing. No, no, it's no a not very even British that. Just, thing. just like, no, just bring it. They already did that. She's got Hannah Waddington's got her own Christmas thing. I need to watch before Christmas gets here. And some of the people, the British people from that show, are, are doing gotcha, sing song gotcha. numbers with her. Um, 
but they could totally do it where they move past it and it's like they continue it with just the main cast that's British and maybe there's an episode or two where like they talk to Sudeikis and he's just I'm doing great back home thank y'all you know whatever whatever uh, but it just it I am you know you probably aren't going to get it I know mom and dad are halfway through season two if not if they haven't started three it's one of those you just have to watch to understand it and just get what it is it's just the writing and all of it the character development the the comedy in it it's just i don't know it is probably one it is one of my favorite shows as a whole all three seasons within the last five six years um but when i bring to you like what i'm bringing number one i think you'll understand why it's sitting at five and there's there's a couple more in front of it um, i feel you as a whole um so that was number five my number four is the second season of the bear again we've talked about that at, at length um late to yes. the game with it yes, but i feel like have. i caught up with it as everybody else was catching up with it i guess um, a lot a lot of new new people on board for season two which is nice to see and of course it will be back for season three yeah. uh okay right. um so that was number four yes N- number th- three is a uh, loki season two i have not watched cannot comment uh if you are upset that you got don't have a new movie from uh Wilbert and Bernstein or Benson and Moorhead, you need to watch. I you could we talked about it. You could tell, or at least to me, you could tell in Moon Knight what episodes they directed and what they didn't. Giving these guys a full season of a show that is based around time, what do you think could happen? I greatness, greatness was, Noah. Greatness I was not aware that they we're directing all of it. It is. I their thought it was show, going to be another their baby. mixed nope. bag. Okay, so this is making a lot more sense because a lot of the complaints I heard around, like what are people being confused or like what's going on here, blah blah blah, which is not necessarily what kept me from watching it. I just like it dropped during October. I was watching mm-hmm. horror stuff. I put mm-hmm. it on hold, and then it was too late. And I heard enough mixed things, but that honestly makes me like. No, the stuff that people were like weirded out by is this is why the, there is why most of their movies have never been you know have never made more than like ten million dollars at the box office, which mm-hmm. is totally fine by me. But like, no, I love their shit, and I didn't. Again, I knew they were working on it, but I thought it was going to be another split job, oh, like no. Moon Knight. And, this is all them. Uh, that's Every- very encouraging. Uh, yeah. That is and enough. That's-, that's enough to make me. Uh, to go ahead and watch it before the year is over. I will say that. Yeah, you de- you definitely should. I will shout out and it's just one of those like perfect attention to detail things and it, you can just tell that like these two dudes love movies more than anything. There is a single shot. You may have seen it somewhere. There's a shot You where, sent it to me. Did I see it with the hat? Yes. Okay, you so you saw I don't know if I said it to you. Stuff like that. And just their what they do with time, how they look at time. I feel like if you just gave them enough money and sent them away, they could bring us back a time machine. They could make <laughs> one. Okay. Just with what, just if, the way if, that these if guys any see filmmakers it. could, it would probably be the two of them. Yes, right. that's true. Just the way they see but things. But they might they go think. insane on the way to, uh, to making it. But you know what? We get a great documentary out of it. Anyway. <laughs> um, true. Yeah. So again, that was the number one. My number two, um, we said goodbye to him this year. Our mother met a friend of his uh, at the bar at Barry. <laughs> uh, number two. Um, 
uh, again, talked about it at length, but at length. Uh, um, a yeah. season that I think, you know, maybe left some people, you know, feeling like, ah, oh, man, but, like it was not the show that they wanted it to be at the end of the day, but uh, I, I love where it went. Yeah. Uh, personally so when you take it when you take a, a turn and you stick a landing and you just commit to it i can't i can't be mad at you at all and i'm totally i totally get it um it's I, again that. it's you know it's the breaking bad thing there are certain people who just fundamentally have a turn or have an issue with like the turn that that show takes and think that it's like a betrayal or something and i'm like no it's just like it's it's the indictment of you as the audience of like you. This is who you've been rooting for. This is mm. who you've been rooting for the whole time. You know, like, you know, you fucked up, right? We're you just you like up. they they've been this person the whole time. Like they they fundamentally have not actually changed. Like you think they have, or you've justified it in their brain that like, oh, this is okay. But it's like no, okay. I anyways, brilliant show. That was your number two. What? What's number what's number one? The third and final season of Reservoir Dogs. Reservation uh, Dogs. Reservation, Reservoir Dogs. Dogs. Reservation Dogs. I just have Res Dogs on here. Sorry. Yes. yes. Uh, uh which I another one that I specifically kept off my list, uh, so that I could let you talk about it. Okay. Yeah, I just um knowing what that show is and was and it being completely unique, knowing that it came from two uh indigenous people being frustrated about their representation on screen and being told well you know what can we do and one of them being like hey i got a shot won't you come do it won't you come in and do this okay great and okay well, well we want your that's great but we're gonna have your buddy that brought you in here he's gonna do it and that guy having the mindset to be like this isn't my story like yes we're both indigenous we both are native peoples but I can't tell this because I wasn't born in that country. You need to let the guy that I brought to you tell this story, however he needs to tell it. And FX took a chance on it, and it three. I, it's sad that it took as long as it did to, for that that culture, those people, natives, to have that representation on screen. But it's one of those where like. It's every everybody's perfect in it. They bring in everybody, every actor that you could think that like, wouldn't it be? Oh, wait. Oh, there he is. There that person is. The kids who are in it are amazing. I hope they all go on and do bigger things. Some of them who are in it, they do kind of cross over into Dark Winds um, with Sam McLaren. I found out, I don't know if you ever heard, but like Sam McLaren was never even supposed to be uh, big. Randomly, the guy was like, couldn't make it. And apparently Sterling hardro called him up and said i need you to come do this can you just come in for a weekend oh, wow. you know and he's like okay well, how much are you gonna pay me man he's like just just come do it so he comes in and does it and he just riffs on old guys he knew growing up on the reservation and everybody's like yeah that dude's pretty good like we gotta we, we need to put we need to put zan in there more like put 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 him in put big in there more more of him and it's just i don't know i think it's it's one of those where you like I think I read an article where like even the creators were like surprised that people were upset that they weren't doing it anymore. And it's like, for whatever the reason was like, they completed that story enough. They, 
you know, kind of it, it enlightened me and others to like what that certain generation of native went through the ones that like, you know, grew up after world war two in this, where there were still like, you know, um, boarding schools that they had to stay at for certain periods of time. And like, mm-hmm. just that whole backstory, bringing that in and making like the stuff on the past and then seeing them in the future and how that affected them. And just, you know, the pat the, I think it's, I thought it was beautiful that they put the last episode around the passing of an elder and like what that would mean for, the younger generation and like you kind of you you do end on a happy note of like you know things will get better but the important thing is that like no matter what if you rely on your your family the elders your mom your community it may not be the best thing but it'll be your thing and it eventually it will get good and the only way we can grow and be better is just to come together as like a family and community. And it's, again, there's a whole thing you could, we could litigate about what that means is like me being a white person talking about it, but I just have to, I just love the fact that, and again, I hate it took so long, but I'm just happy. The fact that like this, this is what I talk about when I say like people being included and and people ask me like, well, why is it this? Why is it that? It's like, yeah, man, I, I don't know why you're questioning why it is, but like, you have to understand other people that you deal with they don't have that same representation they can't look to a tv screen or a a, 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 you know a movie screen and maybe see the same thing you do like just because you look at any marvel superhero and you like you see yourself in them that doesn't mean that that uh asian that african-american that native whatever they don't do that so i know people complain a lot lately about like well, everything's got to be inclusive. And I've made the joke about it too. Of like, oh, it's a Netflix show. Uh, it's got to be a handicapped person. Somebody's got a sign language. Somebody's got to do this and that. It's a joke. I don't mean anything by it. Because it is still like, you'll, you'll, that's another way of inclusion and representation on screen that like wasn't there 20, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. So just in general, with that being a thing and, you know, Yes, I would love another three seasons of it, but I also, again, I respect you doing three and you're out for whatever reason, whether it's the network or whether you're just like, you know what? I told the story I want to tell. I did this. Somebody wants to come along behind me and do something different. Let them do it. But hey, I did this. I made it. I got eyes on it. People responded to it. So I can leave it better than I found it. And if somebody wants to come behind me and pick up the torch and keep going, go for it. But this is what I did. I have this finite number of things i can show people is like this is what i did i got to do it and just for that i you know and again just the writing's perfect the acting's perfect on it i think it's one of the greatest shows that apex has put up there i mean i'll put it up there with i don't know sons of anarchy devs anything that like kudos to fx for actually like putting their money where their mouth is and like dealing with people i, I was gonna say always been like one of the the more Fearless. the most interesting yeah. Fearless has been their tagline for forever. I, I but always it. very like creator forward and right. like taking risk on stuff that you know is not just easily digested. Even stuff that like you know you don't necessarily see on HBO. Weirdly, mm-hmm. just from a total tonal perspective and everything. Uh, but yeah, FX, uh, HBO, and and Apple, the big the big winners this year. Uh, I will have to get on the Apple train, take, take a bite. And, uh, I, you know, I think, I don't think I had any big heavy hitters that you're not 
either actively watching or at least aware of but uh yeah i definitely yeah, want to check out too. silo now that you mentioned oh, yeah. it and really uh good. and again slow horses apparently i hear great things about uh but yeah a lot of great tv this year it does feel like it was a little front-loaded i know part of that was you know probably some residual covid slash you know strike stuff i i don't know but it does mm-hmm. feel like we kind of had like a big lull in the same way that we had a big lull with movies. Uh, but yeah, but it's been an interesting little end of the year here with The Curse and Fargo, which I'm thoroughly enjoying. Uh, not so much so that I felt like I could bump it all the way up the list or anything. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so some interesting stuff and some stuff I'm still trying to finish up on, uh, like Blue Eye Samurai over on Netflix. Uh scavenger's reign another animated show that's on max that i hear great things about uh but yeah for the most part i've I've hit pretty much everything uh that i wanted to get to and pretty pleased with the year overall uh a lot of shows that we love that ended this year though mm-hmm. so uh i do hope that uh that there's a new new crop of some really cool stuff i've seen some stuff teased probably the thing i'm most excited for just based on trailers that i know is coming early next year the uh mr mrs smith series with uh donald glover and my erskine from pen 15 Mm -hmm. dude looks uh looks like it's gonna be quite fun so very excited for that and uh of course all the returning shows that we mentioned there's a I don't know if it's Netflix, but there is a, and that, again, this is, I don't know how you want to rate the casting. Oh, and of course it got, it got pushed. We should mention because it's TV related while we're wrapping up here, we will be resurrecting Tuesdays with Noah and Gav. Yes. Uh, when true detective finally does make yes. its return in January. Definitely waiting for that. Um, and at the same time in January, uh, there is a Griselda Blanco series, starring sophia that's Vergara. all you baby that's all yeah. you and i cannot wait even though let's just be honest like griselda blanco never looked as good as sophia Vergara. but we get past that we're good i'm interested to see where that goes what that's all about that's a cradle to the grave or just like a slice but um but yeah lots of stuff fallout we know we, we got tokyo vice coming yes, back we got too. yeah uh lots of lots of stuff man there's yeah. there's stuff to get excited about we uh maybe we'll do a little uh 2024 tv preview uh whenever we wrap up yeah true detective which i think starts like first or second week in january so uh a lot of stuff right around the corner looking forward to it but uh for now this has been our favorite shows of 2023 thank you for joining us we've been the blanchard brothers and this has been the argovy podcast you've been listening to what we've been watching That's right, folks. Don't touch that dial or that streaming service and just keep on keeping on. That's a terrible outro and hopefully Zoom will cut me off and you can just cut all that out. Hmm.